Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rami Ali Jill, your host of the People Processes podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing Nathan Hirsch, but I wanted to give a quick heads up. We had some trouble during the interview with some audio issues, so forgive me for the uh, poor audio quality, especially on my end. All right, let's dive right in. If you like this episode or any of our other episodes, please give us a like, follow, share on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you on there with any questions, thoughts, concerns, ideas you might have. Talk to you soon. So today we are interviewing Nathan Hirsch, and we're excited to have him on. Nathan, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Nathan, you are a 29-year-old, longtime entrepreneur, and you are an expert in remote hiring and e-commerce. You started your first e-commerce business out of your college dorm room and have sold over $30 million online. And now you're the co-founder and CEO of FreeUp.com. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> so tell me about FreeUp.com. Yeah. So I really built FreeUp based on my own hiring needs at the time. I mean, I, back in the day when I was running an Amazon business out of my college dorm room, I really struggled to hire people. I mean, college kids were pretty unreliable and no 30-year-old wanted to work for me. So I got thrown into the remote hiring world, the Upworks and the Fivers. And I just always wanted something faster. It took forever for me to go through 50 applicants and interview them one by one. And even if I found someone I like, if they quit on me, I was right back where I started going through everything. So I, I had this idea to, to build a better platform. And three years ago, I launched the Free Up Marketplace, where we get thousands of applicants every week, virtual assistants, freelancers, agencies from all over the world, vet them for skill, attitude, and communication. And the top 1% get in. Our clients get fast access to them without having to browse. And then the back end, we have 24-7 support in case they have even the smallest issue. I'm all about customer service and a no turnover guarantee. If someone quits for any reason, we cover replacement costs and get them a new person right away. So that's really what we're all about, the pre-vetting, the speed, the, the customer service, and the protection. So when you decided to launch this, I mean, I guess you, you looked around, you couldn't find the people you wanted. You said, hey, this is a need in the marketplace. What were kind of your first steps of trying to figure out what to do? Yeah. So I'm a big fan of getting your minimum viable product out there. And when we got it out there, it was definitely a minimum viable product. I mean, I had a, a bunch of freelancers I had used in my Amazon business. I had um, talked to other Amazon sellers and they had the same hiring issues. So I said, what if I give you access to my Rolodex? And I used a developer for my Amazon business to create our, our time clock, which now has a lot of features. But back then it, it just had someone a way to clock in and clock out and record hours. And that was pretty much it. So we went out there with the minimum viable product and luckily we found five to 10 clients who, who were get willing to give us a shot and they really liked the experience and started telling other people and we really expanded from there. Well, in our audience, we have a lot of people who are uh, executive directors of nonprofits. We have, of course, CEOs and entrepreneurs and, and also those in management positions kind of hoping to get out there one day. And when we bring on successful people like yourself, uh, a lot of them well, they, they think that it all just happens perfectly, right? That once you get in, you just need a really good plan and then it's going to go great. But I think as, uh, as business people, we know that there's a lot of bumps along the way. So there always is. we learn more. Yeah, we learn more from those mistakes than from the perfect plan that just goes well. So would you mind sharing with our audience your biggest entrepreneurial failure or mistake that, that you could maybe take us to that time and place and, and how it happened? Yeah. So th this actually happened when I was running my Amazon business. So I, I was on top of the world. I mean, I was this 21-year-old making more money than any 21-year-old should. I had started this business. I had found a lot of success. I hadn't really experienced failure yet. 
And I, <laughs> I had this genius idea to hire a manager of the day because <laughs> I thought <laughs> it, it would make my life easier. I would be less stressed out and, and all that. So hired someone, spent six months teaching them how to do every part of the business, customer service, listing orders. And on the other side of the business, I had this one supplier who was probably about 80, 85% of my sales. And I said, you know what? It's not really worth my time with that, the other suppliers with 15%. Let's focus all our effort on this one supplier. So I really get the business to a good place. It's, it's on automation. Money's going into my bank account, orders coming in, everything's being handled. We have this one supplier, we're crushing it. This guy's already trained up. He knows what he's doing. So I think, all right, this is a perfect time for me to take a vacation. In the past year and a half, I've been pretty much working nonstop. Let's go to Myrtle Beach. So mm-hmm. I go to Myrtle Beach and on the first day of my vacation, I get a call. I get three calls actually. One from my supplier telling me that they dropped me. One from the person, the manager of the day telling me he could no longer work for me. And then just to top it off, I get a call from my accountant telling me that someone had filed a fake tax return in my name and was going to, and taking $40,000 from the government, not for me, but my identity was stolen. I was going to have to deal with that whole mess when I gave back. So Uh. I went from this unbelievable high to on top of the world as an entrepreneur crushing it and to let's just start all over again from scratch. Oh man, that's a rough day. (laughs) So what I got to know is, did you keep going with your vacation? Did you say, I'll take care of it when I get back? Or were you like, nope, I'm done now. Um, it was kind of a mixture. I mean, we, we drank a lot of that vacation. I was not happy. I was obviously thinking about what the next steps were. I, I didn't enjoy the vacation. I bet. I bet. So what, what do you think our listeners can learn from your story? I mean, obviously your success today teaches them flat out that you can, there is no such thing as a failure that you can't come back from. You just got to keep going. You're right. You're, you're alive. You win. But other than that, what do you think they could learn from from your mistakes that, that could help them avoid something similar in the future. Yeah, it's all about diversification. And I'm so happy I learned that lesson in year one and two and, and not in year five, six, seven. <clears throat> I mean, when I got back, I said, okay, this is how much money we have. Let's start going after suppliers. And I built the lead generation team and we built the business back up to over 200 suppliers. And on the flip side, we said, okay, let's not have a manager of the day anymore. Let's really departmentalize one team for customer service, one team for orders, one team for repricing. And and it wouldn't be the last person that quit on me. It wouldn't be the last supplier that dropped me. Uh, but the next time it wasn't as big of a deal. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they kind of fall into that trap because hiring's hard. And so you make a few bad hires and you finally find someone you like. So you, you tend to just load that person up with everyone, everything. And it's good short term, not so much long term. I think that's a, a really good point. I was I was talking with a entrepreneur at a similar story a couple months ago, and uh, his was more malicious, right? He he taught someone every part of the business, and he had two two very large con- contracts that were primary like ninety percent of his revenue, uh, and then you know like two smaller ones. And he thought at that point he was ready to kind of step back because everything was going great and. Um, Teaching someone every part of your business and then giving them your two contacts and saying, make that relationship work, uh, turns out uh, that guy can just walk out with most of your business. And that's what happened to him. It, they, he got, you know, it was a malicious act. But even then, the same lesson applies. Diversify. Make sure that your employees become experts in their field more than you ever will be. But at the same time, uh, maybe they don't have the whole pie <laughs> to walk out with or, or drop if, uh, if, if, the, if that arises. Yeah, exactly. And 
the malicious thing is tough because you can't just give up on hiring. It, it, I kind of find it funny because like, let's say you have a bad marketing strategy. You're, you're not gonna be like, oh, I'm just not going to market anymore. And on the flip side, people do that with hiring all the time. They're like, oh, I made this bad hires. This person broke my trust. I'm just not going to hire and I'm just going to do everything myself. All myself right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I, I, you know, speaking of marketing hires, I'm, I, marketing has is, is always been the bane of my company. Really? I'm, a, I'm an operations guy. I'm a nerd. I love processes and, and just going for it. And, and I love the work I do. So I'm one of those guys who wants to do a lot of the work. And the same thing is marketing has been this perennial position that I, I brought people on and let them go. And I've, you know, brought people on and they've let me go. And I've tried marketing firms and I've tried marketing hires and man, it has just been the, the crazy issue. I actually went on free up this morning and checked out your uh, site, made an account to check out a uh, what kind of marketing support you guys, maybe on like an expertise level. We've always done well. We've always grown. So marketing works for us, but the marketing people side of it has always just been a struggle. And the number of times I've said, ah, forget it. I'll just do it all myself until I, uh, <laughs> until my, my better senses reign. It happens all the time. Yeah, well, I'm happy to send you a personal referral outside the show after the show. Um, yeah, I think everyone kind of has that. For me, it's development. And then for years, I struggled hiring developers. And I didn't really look at us as a software company. And I mean, it, it took a lot of self-reflection and, and really focusing on what I could control and what I couldn't control. And um, it, it also took a little bit of changing up the delegation where now I don't handle the devs team at all. My business partner does. And I kind of handle it through him. And I kind of, you kind of tweaked, we tweaked our structure and the way that we set it up to try to have more success in something that we weren't having success with before. I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. It may be, it may not be a higher problem. It may be a management kind of structure problem. Uh, a lot of different ways to explore there. But yeah, I'll definitely, I'll hit you up afterwards, Nathan, see, see who you got. Uh, definitely take a look. Although I do have a, I will say I have a great marketing task person right now, but the strategy side is uh, always, always a struggle for me. Nice. So, uh, so what's got you rolling out of bed and excited that's coming up in the next six months? What's got your business uh, running ahead? <laughs> Never mind the next six months. I'm excited for this weekend. We are launching a huge software update, speaking of developers, that we've been working on since the beginning of the year, beginning end of last year. So we've been working on it for a while. We got a brand new UI coming. We got freelancer affiliate links, which I've been wanting forever. Um, we have fixed prices coming to free up. We've had fixed prices Ooh. before, but it's a little bit makeshift. But we think it's going to be a, a game changer. And I'm also just excited for the next projects afterwards. I feel like all the other projects got pushed back for these big ones. And, and the other ones are, are a lot smaller. So once we get this up, and I'm sure there will be some bugs, and we'll probably spend the next week or two going through feedback and making some tweaks. But once we get through that, um, then I think we can churn through these other projects, uh, things that, that people really want that we can get out there and, and really improve the experience. And I'm just overall excited about free up. I mean, Whenever you start a company, you have no idea what the client feedback is going to be. And we're fortunate enough that it's been very positive and, and we're always trying to improve it. And I, I like it so much more than my Amazon business. And I learned a ton from it. It was fun. But at the end of the day, I wasn't passionate about selling baby products back then. I'm still not passionate about selling baby products now. And you're not really growing your brand. You're very reliant on Amazon. You're, you're instead of, in my mind, instead of focusing on how to grow your business, you spend 75% of your time figuring out how to adapt to what Amazon's doing. So right. for me, free up it, it has been a lot more fun. And I also get to just help a lot more people achieve their dreams. And I, I'm really 100% focused. And I want to see how far we can push this thing. 
that is the best part of business to business to me is seeing that success on the other side, man. That that's always exciting. Well, hey, we're recording on April twelfth, so it's launching this weekend, the thirteenth, fourteenth kind of time that your new your new features are coming out. Yeah, because we'll be airing this. Listen. <laughs> yeah, out. yeah, we'll be airing this the first week of May. Uh, we'll definitely be including links, so hopefully you'll have all the kinks worked out and. Uh, our listeners can hop in there and really take advantage. I, like I said, I've been on your site. I haven't used you before, but um, I'm very interested, especially for project work, which it seemed like you guys really focused on. Uh, looks really cool as a way of, of uh, expanding your team at a reasonable rate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, we have all three different levels. So you got the basic level, the followers, the five to 10 bucks an hour, when you think more virtual assistant, more ongoing work. Um, if you, you think of the mid-level project-based mid-level, um, th- that they're there for graphic design, for bookkeeping, for writing, they're doers. Then you got the experts, the 25 and up that can consult, project manage, execute high-level game plans, all that kind of stuff. So we, we really have the full picture, whether you have an ongoing marketing need, small projects you want to crank out, a one-time project, or you need that ongoing support. Super cool. Well, so... You have a obviously a pretty large and diverse team of contractors in your case because you use mainly obviously your own platform to recruit. Uh, so, but nevertheless, you have all the same concerns I would assume as many employers out there. You obviously have to find good talent, but once you hire them, um, you also have to get them all on the same page. So, what do you think in your experience, or maybe from the clients you've seen who bring on your uh, your contractors? What would you say the number one policy, procedure, system, or training that's had like the biggest effect on success for these uh, these contractors and hires you've brought on? For me, it's all about setting expectations. I, I think that's where everyone goes wrong. Um, once you make the hire, you've interviewed them, you think they're the good fit, there's a lot of assumptions that just go on. I mean, you have to remember that freelancers, virtual assistants, they've either had or maybe they currently have other clients besides you. And the way that one client wants it done is completely different than the way another client does, which is good for them might be bad for someone else. So you have to set the expectations. This is how we communicate. This is how I like to work. This is what constitutes success or failure. So for me, that it, that's really where a lot of people get lost is not getting 100% on the same page. And don't do it via phone call. Get it in writing so there's something to go back to and it doesn't turn into a he said, she said. And once you've set those expectations – don't let it just keep going in the wrong direction and then wake up in three months and say, wow, this person's not doing it all what I want. Hold people to those initial expectations. If you're saying, hey, we're going to meet every two weeks or you're going to send me an update every two weeks or this is what the milestone is or this is how we communicate and they start doing the wrong thing, pause all work, take a step back, reset expectations, get it in writing and only then move forward. And, and I feel like if more people did that, they would have a lot more success. Ooh, I, th- I love that. The, the pause all work, I think, is something that that people should take take to heart that when you have an employee or a contractor who's part of your team and you're having to uh, and, and you see a problem, a lot of people go, well, we're just going to keep working on this and we'll try to improve as we go. But problems need to be addressed in a direct way. And I think that's a really good idea saying, look, stop. Even if it means you're not going to work today, we'll meet tomorrow and we'll get this straightened out with a, with a true conversation and then write it all out and get some signatures. Our, our largest client or one of our larger clients uh, at, at, at Poplar is actually a, an unusual company, but becoming more common. They have about 15 employees, but they have almost 300 full-time contractors across the world. 
And they onboard those contractors the same way that they do their employees. The, the legal paperwork is different, but the processes and automation around introducing to company culture, expectation, job duties, uh, as you mentioned, performance evaluation, uh, are all communicated in a systematic way. And when you bring on that many people, you kind of have to do it systematically. But putting those those steps in place, those processes in place to make it right from the beginning uh, and correct as you go, I think is the, the, the biggest recipe to success, the biggest piece of the puzzle for, for success. Very good yeah, point. Yeah, completely agree. That's awesome. Well, hey, we're going to hit some rapid fire questions here just to share some of your experience and genius. So if you could recommend one book uh, to sit alongside uh, People Processes, which is, of course, my book uh, on their bookshelf, uh, what, would, what would it be? Yeah, so I, I always recommend Start With Why, and I do it because it, it it just resonates with me a lot. I kind of mentioned before the Amazon business, it was fun, but it wasn't rewarding. It didn't I didn't feel like I was helping anyone. I didn't have a purpose besides making money. And with FreeUp, I, I have that purpose. I get to help business owners and pay out millions of dollars to freelancers and help them provide for their family and grow their business. And so it, for me, it, it's all about figuring out not what you do and how you do it, but why you do it. And I, I encourage people to get into that mindset shift and to check out that book if they haven't already. Dude, Simon Sinek, YouTube, of course, was caught on fire by, by his talk. But yeah, the book is amazing. I actually, I have, I'm going to, this is a, this is a humble brag, but I, my book came out last October and in, I think right around Christmas, it was like December 23rd. I got an email from a, uh, a new director of HR at a large hospital chain. And he had, he, he sent me an email and man, it's, I, I like have it saved. It's like what I read on a down day, but he had gotten hired by this hospital chain and the CEO said, Hey, before you start, I want you to read. Simon Sinek's Start With Why, and Rami Alijal's People Processes. And I just was like, oh my God, I'm on the same email as this, e- as this book, because that book changed my life too. It's an amazing book. I, I love Simon Sinek. So uh, a great recommendation. So if you could go back in time, if you could send yourself a letter on the first day of starting uh, your new organization, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> I would tell us to focus on the software upfront um, and really look at ourselves as a tech software company rather than just a, a service provider company. And I think it took me about a year and a half to get in that mentality. And and once I did it, the, the whole way that I looked at the business and the priorities changed. So I w- if I would go back and tell myself to do that right from the beginning. Focus on the product to a degree. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my background's in insurance and uh, so many of those companies and organizations, man, it's all marketing, it's all sales. And the amount that they spend and the time they put into that kind of training is it matters. I mean, it's not a you don't want to not do it, but if they would take half of that time and put it towards making a better product, actually doing the work they say they're gonna do better, it would <laughs> they dominate the market. <laughs> Blows right. me away. Well, very cool. So so going back, uh, what would you say then, outside of uh, giving yourself that advice in the last few years, what's the <clears throat> best business advice you've heard? The best business advice I've heard is learn how to problem solve. Um, my old manager, so I've never really had a, a real job, but um, back in the day I had internships and my manager was all about problem solving. He taught me how to problem solve early on, how to get all the information, figure out what your resources are from there, figure out what the different options are, execute those options, and most importantly, put steps in place to make sure that same problem doesn't happen again, which is a step that everyone forgets 
Um, and, and I think my biggest advice is to focus on becoming a good problem solver because it just applies to every business. It applies to every day, every week, every month. You're always going to have big, small issues come up. And, and if you have no idea what you're doing and you're scrambling and you can't solve problems and put steps in place so that stuff doesn't happen again, you're going to really struggle no matter what business you're in. Find that re- root cause and, and try to fix that problem permanently. Exactly. Very cool. Well, man, so if our listeners want to contact you, what should they do and why specifically? What would be kind of the reason in the back of their head? Hey, you know what? If this is my problem, I should uh, reach out to Nathan. How should they do it and when should they do it? (laughs) Yeah, if you're looking to hire people remote and you want a a faster way than the other options out there and there's no shortage of options – um, check out freeup.com with three E's. My calendar is right at the top. You can book a free meeting with me, um, create a free account, mention this podcast, get a $25 credit to try us out. And I mean, it's free to sign up. There's no monthly fee, no minimums. You can stop using us at any time. It's in our best interest to, to make sure you get people you actually like that help you grow your business. And we're really on the same side. That's freeup.com. F-R-E-E-E up.com. Well, Nathan, thank you for being on the show. I'm excited to have you. And, uh, I look forward to working together in the future. Same here. Have a good rest of the day. Thanks. And thank you all for listening. This has been People Processes interviewing Nathan Hirsch. We're going to have more interviews coming, more in-depth compliance guides. Check us out at peopleprocesses.com. Subscribe for some subscriber-only content like our new termination checklist. Pretty cool tool. Uh, We would love to hear from you. You can find us at Poplar Financial on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and at Rami Alijil on LinkedIn. Now it's time for you to go out there, have a great day, and get your work done.